Welcome back, everybody, to the Fan Club Pod, and thank you for being here. We are lucky enough to be joined by superstar track and field athlete from Oklahoma State, Miss Tori Ortiz. How's it going? It's going good. You're going to make me blush with that intro. <laughs> <laughs> superstar. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, thank you for being here. Are you at school right now, I would assume? Yeah, I'm in my little mini apartment. Nice. So I had classes today and practice and treatment. So dang. Yeah, my day's actually done. Yeah. Look at that busy day. Do you oh, have wow. roommates? Very. Then are you? Uh, nope. No roommates. That's nice. No. Oh, it's the nicest thing ever. And I'm telling you, I will never live with somebody again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After being by myself and just being on my own time, I can't do it. That's uh, <laughs> that's what I did too. I live I live with roommates and then I live by myself. And I gotta say, living by yourself is nice. Oh, it's great. And I have two cats too. So I'm a cat lady. Yeah. So <laughs> so how's the school year going? <laughs> it's good. I have senioritis so bad though. <laughs> it is just because I walked in December. Mm. So like I'm pretty much done. Yeah. So this is literally like my last, what, three months now. And so I'm just ready to be done. <laughs> and you are a grad, this is your grad year, correct? Technically, yes. So I transferred from Illinois State. So I lost a lot of my credits okay. because at Illinois State, it was just exercise science. And here it's applied exercise science. So mm. a lot of the classes didn't match up. So I'm still catching up. But so technically, yes, I'm a graduate student, but I still have credits that I have to finish out. Wow. So you're an exercise science major or applied. What's the difference? Yes. It's like very hands on. And guess- so it's like you can take two. Um, directions you can do applied exercise science strength and conditioning or applied exercise science um pre-professional wow yeah because i took so one is towards like sorry to cut you off but one's towards like uh physical therapy and the other one's towards like obviously like strength conditioning coaching so Mm -hmm. yeah i took uh kinesiology kind of like the same path as you um Mm -hmm. what do you plan on doing with that do you plan on going into something after or you go on a different path with it I have so many ideas. I mean, I do obviously like social media is kind of something that I do. So I would love to have that be a big part of my life and continue and kind of just go from being like an NIL athlete, I guess you could say, or having those deals and just really kind of transform into a real social media influencer. But I would love to like, I love to just work with people. So mm-hmm. Orange Theory, have you heard of that? Yeah. Like Orange mm-hmm. Theory Fitness. Like I would love to be a coach there because I used to shadow there and I'm probably going to do it again. Uh, this summer and so that's probably something I want to do and on top of that too I love track I don't want to let it go just yet and I'm affiliated with team Puerto Rico so if I can keep and just run with them that would be a dream come true so I have a lot of options yeah that's awesome I totally support that because too it's like doing social media you have that side you have what you took in school I just graduated and I'm, I'm not doing anything that I graduated mm-hmm. for. And you can, you can always go back for it too. And yeah. I think with track too, you're obviously always involved in that world anyway. So it's really good, good fit for kind of all three track, social media and uh, exercise science kind of all fit well together. They do. And I'm definitely blessed for it. And just blessed for all the opportunities I have because Honestly, a year ago, I was like, um, I'm probably just going to go do this and this. And I signed with my agency back in March, and I feel like my entire life has changed. So, hey, we were, we feel the same way. Things like that have happened for us, too. So, what uh, we'll go back before the whole NIL and you becoming a face on social media. <laughs> what got you into track and field? And were you always a runner or did you do other events? 
I actually played softball for 14 years and my dream was to go to Oregon. I wanted like a full ride to Oregon and I just loved it, but I didn't have the best coaching and sometimes coaching can really make you hate the game and just not having that kind of just a very supportive and healthy, loving environment was really hard for me. And so I kind of went more towards track because when I was doing track and softball at the same time is when I was like, you know what, like this is the environment I want to be surrounded with. And so I quit softball my sophomore year of high school and I decided I was going to do track. But I I ran my first track meet ever in fifth grade. We had like a fifth grade track meet and then it was just one. And then we didn't have track in sixth grade. They wouldn't let sixth graders do it. So I had to wait till seventh grade. And then I started competing every year just through school. Never did it like over summer, never was with the club. So literally just like the small little seasons that we had um, at middle school or high school. And then, yeah, but I mean, it just goes back to, I've always been a runner, I guess you could say. Like we used to play this game in kindergarten called bug catchers and there'd be like four cones and like, you'd be like the catcher, you get like those mesh vests and you would try and get like as many people as you could. And I always won. And my gym teachers were like, you're so fast. And I was like, oh, thanks, you know? So I kind of just stuck with that. And then in softball too, like I was really hard to get out. And so um, just, they switched me. I actually was a righty and then they switched me to a slapper because of my speed. Um, so I completely had a change from batting right hand wow. to batting left hand and then became a slapper and I kind of just became a force on the field with that. So that's natural switch the track. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> you must've got, I a missed lot of, softball. <laughs> you must've got a lot of stolen bases then I can imagine. Oh yeah. That was fun. I, they always put me like, I was either first, second or last. It always depended on what like the order was, but I typically was always lead off. That's Dang. cool. Were you, yeah. did you get to talk to a lot of schools then in high school or what you said, Illinois State, correct? Mm -hmm. What made you go there? And did you just kind of bloom into a better runner to be able to go to Oklahoma State? Or kind of how was that process like for you? So, oh my gosh. <laughs> I actually got injured my junior year. And junior year is like your biggest recruiting year. And mm -hmm. I was one of our very first outdoor meets because I'm from Illinois. And so, we have an indoor field house. I was blessed to have an indoor season because like a lot of my teammates out here, they're from Texas. They didn't really have indoor meets. And so they just, they got to train outside all year, then run outdoor. But I feel like, you know, I had experience with that. So it was cool. But my first meet of outdoor was in my hamstring and I had a tear and I was out for the rest of the season. And so it sucked. Then my uh, senior year came along and it's like, well, you know, most schools have already kind of figured out who they want and stuff like that. And I knew my season wasn't going to be until January to May. And it's like, at that point, like I already need to be committed to a school. Like I already need to go know where I'm going. And so for me, I had to swallow a lot of pride because I had dreamed of just being this out of high school division one full ride athlete. And I had to accept reality. Like I dropped softball and I got injured and now I don't really have times to be recruited off of. So I was a walk-on to Illinois State my first year. And then my second year, I got a little bit of scholarship. And then I left after my second year. So when I went into, I refused, refused to run the 400. Like, I, you could not get me to touch a 400. I would cry. I was like, I can't do this. And it sucks because, I mean, I'm 5'9", and I have, like, a 400 build. So it's like, my coaches were all like, Tori, 
please run this. I was like, nope, hmm. not going to do it. I just refused to. I always just wanted to be a short sprinter because that's how I was my entire life. And I just refused to be a longer sprinter. And then I went into Illinois State my first year and they had me lead on the four by four. And then my time just started going down. Hmm, I kind of like this. And then my sophomore year, I asked my coach, I was like, I kind of want to run the 400 and switch over from being a one, two runner to a two, four. And then I trained um, and I was runner up to the uh, MVP of the meet at MVC. I scored, I think, 18 and a half points individually, which in track, that's a lot. That's a lot. So I scored a decent amount of points. I'm pretty sure it was 18 and a half. I don't know, but I was real close. Um, I got second in the four, third in the two, seventh in the 60 and I think we got third in the four by four so we yeah uh go ahead no I was just gonna ask how did the how does that point system work because I don't know a lot about track 10 8 6 or 1 2 3 so I got eight points in the two six points and then when you do relays it's cut in half so it's like all four points get divided so and then Hmm. two points yeah, it was 18 points, 18 and a half points individually. So that was big. Um, I always find it fascinating when we talk to someone in track because we used to do 400s for hockey, but it was like punishment. Oh, man. Ooh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, and you're man. here doing it as a race. And, and I love it. I'm running the 600 now too. My God, cool. good for you. Hey. You would have to do uh, our punishment for it too because it's kind of, you might, I don't know if you'll find this hard or easy or not, but our punishment for it was that we would run 400 meters and I think we had to do it under a minute and 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we did it like 12 times in a row with like oh, a no. minute rest in between. And we were puking like it just horrible. Oh yeah. Horrible. Horrible. We're not runners too. We were, we're made to skate, not run. So <laughs> yeah. you get us to do that. And then it's like, not good. Not good at so all. So props to you. Thanks. Yeah. I love it. I just, I used to hate the four. Then I started running the four and then COVID hit. And then my coach left and he was like, Tori, you can run with the big dogs. I was like, okay. So then here we are. Now I'm at Oklahoma State. So I'm sure you get to go to some amazing campuses now that you're at OSU too. Oh yeah. It's been fun. And just OSU, it's such a beautiful campus. I mean, when I got here and I saw the football stadium for the first time, my jaw was like, <laughs> It was just, it was so much fun. Pretty easy to recruit there, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And we have, I mean, just the gear we get, the things that we get with it, we get this thing called training tables. So like they feed us and it's really just for athletes and you get dinner Monday through Thursday and breakfast Tuesday, Thursday. I mean, it's just great. The D1 so. life, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, blessed. So let's transition a little bit away from, away from your actual sport, but how did you start your whole social media life and what gave you traction for brands to begin talking to you? How did you even want to start that? I think when I saw that we were going to be able to get paid, I was kind of like, Oh yeah, money. So I just started to build my TikTok over COVID. I had not had TikTok. I mean, everyone had had it and I was like, I'm not getting this app. What is this app for the longest time? And then I got it and I just slowly started to build and build and build and build. I mean, when I got here, I had I did not have that many followers on TikTok, and I had maybe four thousand followers on Instagram, and I just hit one hundred fifty thousand yesterday. So wow, congrats! Yeah, thank you. And then I am at six hundred and like twenty k on TikTok now. So 
I just started to make content and saw that it was working. And then my first ever, like really my first ever deal was with iSlide and I wasn't really like that big at the time, I guess you could say that well known. I think I had maybe 20,000 followers, maybe 10, something around those lines. And so they created like a slide, but I feel like now if like my slides were to get released, I would probably sell a lot more. But um, honestly, like how I got set up with my agent was, I have to give a shout out to him, is AJ Green. Um, He had found me on TikTok and he was like, you know, do you have anybody to start doing deals with? And I was like, no. And he was like, you know, you could really make this work. And so AJ's agent, is now also my agent, um, Raymond Representation. He's great. And so AJ kind of set us up together. And then from there, like my first deal with him was Gatorade. And so then I worked with Gatorade and then I got my own line of merchandise on Amazon. And then I worked with Shop GLD, Force Factor. Um, I became Tyreek Hill's first ever Soul Runner athlete. So I worked with Tyreek Hill and that came with just some of the most amazing experiences. Um, I worked with this company called Zoma and I got a new bed. So that's been fun. Um, free bed. It's so nice too. It's so that is great. It's so good. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. There's some definitely some other big ones. I feel like I miss all of them because I've done so many deals. European Wax mm. Center. I did that. Oh, Meta. I worked directly with Meta. So that was cool. They flew out to my house and I did this. Um, deal with them about just being like a Latina in the world. And it was their first ever NIL athlete too. Uh, who else? That's all I can think of, but I definitely have to give the biggest shout out to AJ and Raymond, because I feel like I would have never gotten set up with Raymond if it wasn't for AJ. And I feel like I would have never gotten these deals if it wasn't for Raymond. I mean, he helps, but at the same time too, like you have to market yourself just as much as they pitch your name. Very true. That is very true. Did you like learn all this stuff kind of along the way or did you have like another athlete that inspired you or you wanted to make similar content as? No, I honestly just was me. Like I posted my media day pics and that's kind of when people were like, oh, okay. And then, so that was when I first got here and then those blew up. And then I'm like, okay, well, people start calling me that girl, like that track girl from OSU or, you know, that girl from OSU and just this and that kind of took on that image and started making a lot of my stuff about track and stuff with that. And that's really kind of how I built my brand. But, um, you know, once you see what videos go viral and what people like or what posts you, you know, make on Instagram and what gets the most amount of likes, most amount of comments. And now Instagram's like, you can like see the insights so you can see like how many non-followers it has or how many of your followers it does. So you can see if it hit an explore page and if it blew up and it's just like, those are the things that I started to pay attention to. I started to pay attention really to the insights and I was like, okay, so this is how these people like to see me. This is like what these people like to see. And I kind of just kept building on it and it's worked. Yeah. And like you said, a lot of people like to see what you were doing in track as an athlete and using kind of your life as a student athlete to grow without that. Sometimes like people don't utilize that as much. Like, do you think when you talked about media day picks, and all those things has showcasing yourself as that track athlete and your school and your lifestyle been the best way for you to grow? Um, I would say so, but I, with my media too, definitely try and keep it Tory. Cause at the end of the mm-hmm. day, like track does not define me. And it's like, after at, at the end of the day, like you're going to be done being an athlete at some point. 
And so yeah. it's like, when that point happens, I still want to be known for Tori. I don't want to lose all my supporters and followers because, oh, well, she doesn't run track anymore. Oh, she doesn't go to Oklahoma State anymore. So I don't need to follow her. You know, it's like, I want to keep people engaged. And I think one thing for me too, that's helped me grow is I'm human on my media. Like mm-hmm. I post pictures of me, like if I, you know, travel or if I go to a track meet, like I'm not afraid to be vulnerable on social media because I think people look at social media influencers or athletes and think that we just live this lavish life and we're great and we don't have any problems. And that's just the farthest thing from true. Like I'm a girl, I get my heart broke, you know? Like I have bad days. I have dark moments. I feel alone. Like I, you know, I'm human. Like I have the best days of my life and I have the worst. And I'm not afraid to showcase that. A lot of times people are like, oh, don't let the world see you hurt. And I'm like, well, I don't want to put out this image that I'm just a super like strong girl that doesn't go through anything. It's like, I have a fan base. I want to let people know it's okay to go through things. And like, just like you, I'm going through something too. Like, if you had a bad day, like, I have bad days, too. Like, I want people to feel like they can relate to me. And I think that's Mm -hmm. huge because having numbers, people already think, oh, I'll never be as big as this person. Oh, I can never do that. And so it's like I try and showcase that, like, I'm still Tori. Like, I'm not a social media influencer. I'm not this girl. Dang, when I was talking about my deals, I definitely forgot that I just signed with WWE. That's terrible. (laughs) But I signed with them too, but it's like, I'm not like the next WWE superstar. I'm not this. I'm not that. Like I'm also Tori and I will always be Tori before everything else. And I want people to know, like, I am just as normal and just as much as a human as you are. Yeah, that is genius. And being relatable, like you said, is the key to being something after track is done. So do you have advice if there was a track person going in their freshman year, wanting to end up where you're at senior year is there advice or steps that they could take to maybe get the courage to first of all start posting and then to effectively get to a point where by year four they actually end up with five hundred thousand followers or whatever that number may be yeah you just have to find what works for you and really bet on yourself i took the biggest bet on myself and i was like tori you can do this you can be famous one day you can be known just put in the work. And once you find what works for you, keep that. Because if three people like it, the next day, 10 people might like it. The next day, 40 people might like it. As long as you start to find what a group of people like and continue to grow, just keep on at that. And then work hard too. That's the biggest thing. Track, I think people underestimate is probably one of the most mental sports as much as it is physical. Mm -hmm. So believe in yourself. I love hearing about that. People... Like you never necessarily know what people's thoughts are about creating content when they're just posting. And it's really cool to hear how you're smart about it and you have a strategy and you know what you're doing and how that can come with then mm-hmm. a really good brand like you, like what you have. Yeah, it's fun. It's social media is hard though. I mean, it's <laughs> exhausting because there's times that, you know, you want to take a break and you just want to focus on you and you kind of want to shut yourself off from the world. But you got to realize like when you're an influencer, you can't really do that. I mean, I don't think... I think maybe I've posted like two TikToks in the past like three weeks and I've lost like over 2000 followers. I mean, it just, it goes quick. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to stay on top. You got to be consistent. Otherwise, like the more you build, the quicker your numbers are going to drop. Yeah. That's just because everyone wants to see exactly what you're doing. And one day the you're not posting, then they'll see someone else and be like, oh, yeah, now I want to follow them instead or something mm-hmm. like that. How uh, does Oklahoma State help athletes with NIL? 
Because I know some schools are very helpful. Some may not be as helpful, but how has OSU impacted that? They're great. I mean, over summer, like they took some of us to the NIL summit, which was, um, what was it in Atlanta? And it was great. And so, I mean, our AD and then Steven, I don't know what his position is because he moved out of whatever he was working and he's now in the school of business, but you know, him, me, Ben, and then Tyler, a football player, we all went down over summer and they just went to learn, you know, like we went for the experience, but then they also went to learn and we got to learn and just see what we can do for NIL. And then we have, um, it's called the brand squad. And it's mm -hmm. our school, like our spirit school of business. They have like this whole mini group where they sign athletes left and right and help them get deals, just help them get on their feet. And, you know, they have a podcast too. And they just have this big group that they're just trying to learn how to social media market. And then it's like, we'll have, these like meetings or like, Hey, like if you want to learn about NIL, you can go to this tonight or they'll have like classes. I mean, OSU is so supportive of it and I appreciate that's that. Yeah. Wow, no, that's, that's great to hear. It's impressive. I'm assuming that a lot of our listeners might not know what the NIL summit really was. Cause it's, it's only been going for one year. Can you briefly explain mm -hmm. that event? Yeah. So we, they kind of, flew all of us in from all over the world. It was, I don't, maybe 200 something athletes just from all these schools. And it didn't matter if you were graduated or where you stood, but they kind of sent it out to certain schools. They hand selected us. And then we went to Georgia where we had the summit. The first night was kind of like a little meet and greet. We had a red carpet where we all got to dress up and we all got to meet each other and uh, kind of mingle. And then it was a convention. And so it was like, you got to learn. There were so many speakers. I mean, Triple H spoke. Um, Jada Williams, I think is her last name, uh, basketball player. She spoke Sedona Price, 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 Sedona. I don't know her last name, um, but Sedona, she's big on TikTok. She spoke. Sharif O'Neal was there. I mean, it was just you had big name people and just watching people get these awards. Uh, one of the girls who's in my agency, Emily Cole, she was there. And it's just awards like you got awards based on uh, NIL and then it was just literally like how to learn how to market yourself I mean Meta spoke to there was so much and it was so neat were you nominated for anything at that uh, event mm -mm, I didn't you even went, know you just got to go yeah and I remember I told uh, our AD Ben I was like I want to win something next year I was like I don't know what I got to mm -hmm. do but I said I want to win something next year so oh, I think that's I cool. think you're on the right track too. So. Seems like it at least. I hope so. I would For like sure. to go again, even though I'm technically going to be done and graduated. I would still like to go back again this next year, just for the experience, because it's at a bigger place this year. It was at the national college, college football hall of fame. I think something like that. It was super cool. So. It's neat to see that um, college or I don't even know who, who puts it on. Is it meta? I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know who. Oh, I think it's, it's, it's NCAA. Um, I think it's Meta. It's dang influencer. Yeah. Yeah, it was like powered um, by influencer. I think. Yeah, that's right. It uh, it's cool to see that there are starting to be events like that too, because it's been, I mean, it's been forever and over. It's been too long before athletes were able to make money on their own rather than just be a ticket just be a ticket salesman yeah. now they're out here making their brands on themselves yeah. and i don't know it's really cool to see and obviously we graduated last year we got one one year of taste at the nil but it definitely helped us get out there more into the world with the brands we were working on and we were just a small on a small d3 hockey team and being able to do nil 
push us forward to where we are now this year yeah. post-graduation which is fun to see and exciting to see for everyone who is taking advantage of it it's been so much fun and the fact that it's even going down into high school now like i'm like okay wow well everyone's about to start making money mm-hmm. sports world man something mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah so you got uh we have nil but you also have the wwe side of it now which i feel like is almost a is that like a step up do you think or how is that stepping stone and explain what it is first off and then we can get into it more so i signed with them um i'm a part of like their class three and so at the end of my season i'll go down to a training camp and then from there i don't necessarily know like all the ins and outs of it i know there can be tryouts you can go to tryouts you can get selected but i know there is the training camp and then also like what comes with it is like you get to go see this stuff so like wrestlemania or if they have something it's just such a fun thing to be a part of and i remember being at the summit when they played like the hype video for um wwe and triple h was talking about it i was like i could do this like i have the personality for it Mm. and all my friends were like oh my gosh it would be so cool if you were an action figure i was like okay guys like (laughs) let's stop but i just it's the support that i get and i just think it's fun but i'm really excited and i think it's something that i'm definitely going to try so one day you got an email, like recruited that way? Into no, it? Uh, my agency request? has had um, kind of like contact with uh, them, but also I met one of the people at the NIL summit and I went, and I spoke to him personally. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Are you ready to try out for WWE? I'm kind of afraid because <laughs> I honestly, probably last year was the first year I was just able to touch my toes um, yeah. and I can't do a backflip. So I'm like, ah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited, though, because I'm very athletic, and I know that, and I'm very competitive. So I'm like, okay, this might work. And I'm strong. So I'm just like, oh, you know. There you but go. we'll see. They'll teach you the ways, then. Man, that's mm-hmm. a goal. That would be Is so there cool. expectations out of you now that you're in that? Or how does mm-hmm. – like, do you have to do something in the future? Is there anything that, I guess, now that you're in the program – that you're committed to just them i mean i have like my contract that i signed with them and then i'll proceed on after everything is done so it was really just part of like the next recruitment class and then from there it can blossom into something big or it won't okay that's very yeah, cool I'm yeah great idea by them yeah it is cool i love that i love how you can like be a part of their circle and kind of have connections in that world and everything i'm assuming that it's really helpful for athletes and it's cool too that it's not just wrestlers or other Mm -hmm. athletes that are more geared towards that like the fact that you're a runner in that program that's really really neat it's awesome how many other athletes sports kind of make up that we have uh we have a girl wrestler we have a couple track people we have another hurdler from lsu um soccer player basketball players football players swimmer i mean every sport Wow. Yeah, every wow. sport. It's really neat. Tennis player. So cool. Really? I never knew mm-hmm. that. Never knew that. Yeah. So when they announced like our video, they announced each of us like what we do, where we go, and what sport we play. So okay. like, yeah, that's... and it was neat. So it was I was so excited when I saw my little hype video. I was like, oh no, I was like, that's <laughs> me. <laughs> I got excited. Well, 
future WWE WrestleMania star. Yeah, and that's what everyone Corey has Ortiz. been like kind of grilling me for. My trainer calls me the lasher because I always have on lash extensions. <laughs> and so every time he sees me, he's like, hey, lasher. I'm like, oh, man, Mike. Like, <laughs> I was like, there's your name. What the heck? I mean, everyone's been like making, not making fun of me, but they're like, what is your name going to be? And this and that. And everyone like joke about names. I'm like, guys, come on. <laughs> but it's fun. Have you always kind of been able to handle the spotlight? Or if it has you been kind of having to work up to it? Because obviously WWE is a pretty big stage. And uh, do you think you'll be able to get to that personality level? I'm a very outgoing person. I mean, like I'm the type of girl that like I, if I see somebody in public and it's a girl and I don't know her, I will literally go up to her and tell her that she looks good. Or, you know, like I'm just, I'll be like, wow, like you look good. Or like, if I see a cute guy, like I don't care, I will go up and shoot my shot. Like I'm not a shy person. Like I introduce myself to everyone. I make sure everyone feels comfortable with me. Um, so I don't think it'll be a problem. I'm an only child. So I like my entire life, like I was just, I grew up with all my family members. Like now they were all like 16, 17 and 18. So I grew up pretty much with high schoolers and my mom was 21 when she had me. So I kind of grew up in like, a little fun era, I guess you could say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so, um, I always did shows. Like, I, we have, like, the little old, I mean, the old cameras that you gotta, like, look through the thing, and it's, like, the big box, and you flip it open. Uh, just, like, the VHS tapes of all that stuff. And I always used to put on shows or do performances or try and make a YouTube channel. And, you know, I just, I have so much. So I've always just been an outgoing person. So I think that honestly, that lifestyle suits me. But what I'm still not good at is when someone's like, can I take a picture with you? My face gets beat red (laughs) to this day. It still gets beat red. We were at the football game. uh, My dad and I, he flew out to see me and it was our homecoming football game. And we were sitting down. I'm just eating this bucket of popcorn. It was hot and we're just chilling. And every time someone came over to me, he was like, he just gave me this look every single time. I mean, there was probably like 30 something people. My dad was like, wow, kid. And he's just like, I'm proud of you. It's like, well, thanks dad. Isn't that a different fa- feeling when someone recognizes you it's, in public? Yeah. You're, just, you're just sitting there and you're like, why is this person coming up to me? And then we love your stuff. Let's take a picture. Yeah. And they started wanting that. to take pictures with my friends too. And I love that. Cause I'm like, yes, get my girls in here. Yeah. I love it. So it's fun. That's awesome. Uh, want to segue into the metaverse talk a little bit because you said virtual reality might be the future of sports and it's kind of a new topic to me. So like, why do you think that? I think cause when you're in virtual reality, I mean, just watching the way that, we were able to do these candid conversations. I mean, I don't, I couldn't even tell you where these people were located, but it's like, I'm sitting here at my counter and then they're sitting right here next to me. We're having this conversation. I was just thinking when it, especially for me, when it comes to track, you learn a lot by watching, you know, like a coach, for example, like a strength and conditioning coach, and they're trying to show you how to lift and how the proper form is. It's like, if there's maybe people who don't necessarily have the money to go out and go join that or go get a like, you know, a trainer or to have things where they want to learn. It's like, you can do that literally through the metaverse. Like you can get with the trainer, you can get into a class, you can do something, or even just like, you know, some people don't want to leave their house. It's just, some people don't want to do this. It's, I think that we can learn to teach through the metaverse because honestly, the sad part is like, it's not, it's sad at the same time, but it's not, 
but our world is becoming very much just majority technology and it's kind of getting away from a lot of other things. And so it's like, well, you have to make the most of it. If it's, if it's going to become technology, make the most of it and make the best of it. And so I think that you really can be able to see, I mean, you literally just, if you're in the metaverse or you're in just on the VR headset, I mean, you can be a quarterback and you feel like you're in the game. So it's like you, you know, or you can be climbing something. I mean, there was this thing that I did. It was like this building walk. I don't remember what it's called, but it was just this board and you had to like type rope, like walk. And I mean, you just felt like you were going to fall. I was like, my heart was thumping and I'm walking on my living room carpet. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. It just kind of puts you in a different headset where you feel like you're really there. And mm-hmm. I think too, it's not just necessarily a way for sport, but it's also like sport and creators. You like these creators, if you start stepping into the meta, like metaverse and all that stuff, you know, you can start to connect with people. And this is another way. I mean, you know, someone in California might want a track lesson for me. Well, they can't come to Oklahoma, so we can do it through the metaverse. I can show you certain things, how to do, how to operate your body. I can sit here, we can have conversations. It's like, it allows you to connect with people that maybe want to connect with you and Mm -hmm. learn from you. And I think that that's a way. Yeah, way better than than Zoom too, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like you can technically do some of those things through Zoom, but now that you explain that, I'm definitely seeing how there's way more ability to actually do a lot more with certain sports. The quarterback thing would be really cool to get lessons like that. Um, I've never done it before, so I really don't know what it feels like to be in there, but I'm assuming when, once you go in, you can realize like, wow, there could be a lot of cool things in the future with athletes and strength coaches that this could open up a lot of doors and make them better with less effort of traveling to them or whatever. Yeah. That may be. And I just think, you know, it would be cool to make people feel involved with you because a lot of the times when you have a fan base, people want to meet you. People just want to talk to you. People are always asking, how do I get faster? How do I do this? I feel like I'm doing these workouts, right? So how do I fix my form? It's like, I can't fix your form for you over an Instagram DM. But if you had something like the metaverse mm-hmm. and they're still growing, so it's still, there's so much more that's going to c- come with it. So as it develops and you start to get to the point where it's like, you know, you have hands, because when I was in it, like you could see hand motions. So you could see what I was doing with my hands. You could see my facial expressions. So it's like, I only know it's going to get more and more and more realistic than what it is. So it's going to get to the point where there's going to be legs and it's like, okay, well now you can see me running. You can see what I'm doing. So it'll be, neat to see how it goes and just to be able to put two and two together i think will be something that's really cool yeah yeah we'll have to get a couple headsets and you can teach us how to (laughs) master the 400s man (laughs) you got to teach me how to skate then because i don't know how to yeah yeah well we'll start it off on rollerblades (laughs) then we'll hit take you to the ice my dad used to play hockey so he always used to rollerblade oh, wow. in our basement and he has like his hockey stick still in the basement. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's been super cool seeing you share your Latina culture with the world. How has um, you being able to have this bigger reach? How important is that? And to show the world who you truly are and why is that such a big emphasis for you? Emphasis it's, for you. You got to tap into your roots you know, where you came from, like, obviously, mm-hmm. like, me being Puerto Rican, it's like, I want to show love to like, really where I like my seed was planted, like where I stem from. And uh, whether I'm first, second or third generation, like you always 
come from something like much bigger than what you know you really are like you always have to be something bigger than yourself and I think that's important to show love because the reason I'm here is because of them and it's like who am I to sit here and be selfish and you know not you know go back to why I am me and what makes me me and I think that that's really important for anyone but also like Puerto Rico doesn't get a lot of love and so to be able to be a face for them and to be able to be whether that's through the media, whether that's through WWE, whether that's through track, like just to represent them is so important to me, you know, just to give them a reason like, oh my gosh, you know, like, or that's my cousin or like, she's Puerto Rican, you know, like I want to make people in that country proud and kind of put a face for them, even though I'm not living there. And I'm like, obviously like in the States, like I still want to make them proud. Yeah, that's a super cool goal. And what um, do you think there's a great possibility that you'll be running for Puerto Rico one day? I hope so. I hope please this summer, even if it's just yeah. trials, like if I make it and just am able to wear that uniform across my chest, like that's something that means a lot to me. So because we're all that just is this something. Summer, so. Okay. Yeah. That's definitely a very rare accomplishment for a lot of people. So. It's hard. The track world is only that getting faster. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> would it be one race then? Or would it be like, what would be the one race that you would, probably be doing that for the 400 or maybe even a four okay. by four um but it, you have to go through rounds a lot of rounds you got to go through tryouts and then you got to go through trials and you got to go through trials of this and it's like it's so many rounds of running wow yeah no it seems like a long process then it is for sure it definitely is yeah, but what a what a sweet, cool goal though to be able to represent your roots and can I ask what generation puerto rican are you i'm third so it's like, even okay. though I'm still third, it's like, I still want to show yeah. so much love. No, it's amazing that that opportunity is still there for you. Mm -hmm. would, and that, that'd be so fun, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Yeah. We know your, uh, your WWE theme song is definitely going to be a Puerto Rican jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how I want my uh, graduation party. I remember my cousin when she had her graduation party, we always have like our Puerto Rican family Christmas party too. But when she had her graduation party, she had this pig roast and it was just all Puerto Rican food. And I was like, when I graduate college and when I come home, that's what I want. I want that. <laughs> that sounds like a blast. It was so that good. That would be fun. Oh, the food is so good. You don't do cool things like that in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So what's your, uh, going back to just more of like, you've obviously done and accomplished many things. What is your goal setting process like if you do have one? I want to try and be at a certain amount of like followers by the end of the year for me. Like my goal, it's a long shot, but I want to be at at least, I want to say a million by December. And I know that's a lot. And I know I have to be very consistent. And I know if I'm consistent, cause I can post one video that goes viral and I can gain a hundred thousand followers mm -hmm. a day. So I'm like, okay, I know if I'm consistent, I can get there. But, um, 800 K is my goal by December. And then I want to hit 200K on Instagram before I am done with track. So mid-June about um, here at OSU or even the end of May. That's my goal. Um, I have a certain amount of money that I would like to make. I have a car that I really want to buy. I still trying to figure out where I want to go, but it's like I have all these numbers in my head where I write them down in my journal too. It's like I have my track numbers like right here up on my wall. So I look at like, you know, my track goals every day I have you know, my money goals, I have my following goals, I know what I need to do to get there. So it's kind of just okay, like, 
this is the end goal as in I take everything but baby steps because you can't you can't skip a step that's one thing I learned you cannot miss a step you have to take things step by step you can't just jump and get there you got to work for it are you someone who gets discouraged that when you don't hit your goals or do you look back and say hey I was almost there I learned a lot still in the process and now I'm just going to keep going after it or how do you go about when you don't make something happen because that's always a tough that's always the tough part when people are setting goals in athletics or business or anything. Um, it definitely motivates me. I mean, I work, I'll, I have to relate this back to track because I feel like the media is going to be the mm -hmm. media and you can't always control the media, but I can't control myself as an athlete. And I'm very hard on myself as an athlete. I mean, when I say very hard, I mean, very hard. And so to, feel like I was the sole reason last year that my team didn't go forward because I didn't have a good race, like ate me to the core. And I made sure I worked hard enough because I did not ever want to feel like I was letting my yeah. team down ever again. And so I worked my butt off this summer and I'm in the best shape now that I have ever been in. And so I, I have to, you have to use things for motivation. I think one of the main things that people need to understand is like, it's okay to hurt. And it's okay to let yourself hurt, but don't stay in mm -hmm. that hurt. Learn from it. But I feel like one thing for me is you have to feel your emotions. Otherwise, you're never going to grow. Like if you just try and push something back, you're never going to deal with it. And that problem's still always going to be there if you don't face it. And so I always make sure I, you know, I accept reality. I face my problems. I feel what I need to do. Like I feel what I need to feel. And then I go do what I need to yeah. do. I think so many people get lost in that. They miss a goal. And then all of a sudden, they're just down on themselves. And they kind of give up. There's a lot of give up culture around, especially in the in the United States right now, where you don't hit something or you don't meet expectations. And, oh, let's, I'm just going to go do something else rather than sticking to it. Because then probably the second time you go after it, you're probably going to crush it better than your first goal originally was. Yeah, that's honestly how I apply myself to track too with a lot of workouts. Like when there's a workout and I'm like, man, I can't do this. Like I'm too tired. I'm going to quit. Like I can't finish this workout. And then we have the exact same workout the next Monday. I'm like, it's going to feel easier mm -hmm. next Monday. Finish it today. You know, like you have to deal with it because it's going to get easier as long as you work hard, you know, keep pushing. It's like you're going to crush it the next time, even if you don't do the best the first. And it's going to get easier after that time. So that's one of the things I really live oh, by. that's great. And that's – I didn't even figure that out in myself until this year. Like I literally was like – I just learned to tap in with myself as an athlete. Yeah. And I think that was – insane for me because before i was just all over the place how do you keep everything intact and organized because obviously you have a lot going on in your day-to-day -day life i know you said you had senioritis <laughs> but besides that how uh do you keep track and social media and all your business and your future endeavors organized um i have like on my calendar what i want to post on what day and so I'm, this is going to sound terrible, but my calendar definitely says September and it's February, <laughs> but it's like, I have everything. I just haven't changed it. I have another one in my phone. And then I also have like a journal that I keep. So it's like, I, I don't, I need, don't need really need all three, but I have also a really big whiteboard in my room that has like all my deals, what I need to do, how much I got paid um, and all that stuff. But I have a list of, okay, every Saturday I'm going to post for this company. I'm going to do this post on this day. I'm going to do this story on this day. And then school is for me is really easy. It just comes mm -hmm. naturally. Like I'm a really good student. So it's really easy to just stay on top of it. And I like to get my work done. So it's like, if I have an assignment, 
I'm going to try and get the assignment done the same night. Like I learned to not procrastinate because it's like, I'd rather sit and sit in misery on Monday and then have the rest of the week to chill instead of chill for the week and then be in misery because my assignment is due at 11.59 on Sunday and it's 10 o'clock. So I just, I've learned to just get things done quick, but then have the rest of your time. So with that, with that whiteboard, what was your experience like from going to just making content to then making content plus adding in the brand deals? You clearly made a whiteboard to schedule those things. Was it a lot harder for you to organize and did it feel like almost double the workload now that you had to post things for people on certain days and just kind of keep track of that? I know for us, it can be kind of hard to, you have one brand deal, but there's a lot of revisions at times. There's that realm of unknown that you're going to always come with it. So with you, did you feel that way too? Yes. The revisions part is the part that's hard. I think it's not necessarily making the content, but it's perfecting Mm -hmm. it. You can make the content real easily, but if the company doesn't like this, they want to cut seconds 35 to 37. You need to add this text overlay here. Oh, we don't like the music. It's just, it becomes a tedious stuff. They're kind of just like, okay. It is such okay. a pain. But I remember, I'm like, I'm getting paid for this. Be thankful. Mm-hmm. Be thankful. Like I can sit and do this. But also for me too, it's like, I have to look at the amount of money I'm getting to what they're asking. If you're asking all this huge, huge stuff, but you're not really paying me anything, I'm kind of like, you're like, I feel like you're taking advantage of me. But if it's a very blessed chunk of money, I, I will sit here and deal with it. Mm. Um, other than that, though, I don't think it's hard. For me, the hardest thing is when I go through stuff personally, or even when I really get into season, sometimes I just want to focus on me. I don't want to do social media. I just want to focus on Tori and tap into my, but now that it pays, it's like, I've learned to find a healthy balance. And, um, that's just hard because it's like, you have a certain amount of, uh, deliverables you need to produce like a month or for a contract time period. And it's like, sometimes you just don't want to be on social media, really making those deliverables. Like one thing I've learned is it does not take anything, but maybe an hour to sit down and produce that content. Mm -hmm. Like it's nothing. It's just, when I feel like I'm dealing with stuff personally, it's just hard for me to get the motivation to do that. And that's something that makes it difficult. But again, I just step back and I'm like, Tori, like you are blessed to be in this position. Like, you know what, like maybe you don't feel up to it today, but take that hour because maybe you'll feel better to make that content, to get your mind off of whatever, to just focus in on that, make your content, feel good about it. And then you can go back to feeling the way you do after. Mm-hmm. Do you have so someone? That's just something. Sorry, do you have someone pushing you to do that as your manager? really encouraging on that side? Is he leaving you alone? Um, Or is it really yourself that's just motivating to continue on even when you want to focus on other things? Raymond's great. I mean, Raymond, and even just like all my friends too, and all my family, like they all make sure I stay on top of my stuff and get my stuff done because they know like, I mean, with fame, I guess you can say is going to come problems. I mean, like, I've been hacked, you know, like my iCloud has been hacked. I mean, people have shown up at my doorstep. So my addresses have been leaked. Um, I mean, it's just a lot has come with it. That's like, I've literally feel like my entire life and privacy has been invaded. And it's just like, I have people that keep my head above water. And I appreciate that. Yeah. If you had one more year, would you get an assistant for your stuff? Uh, Like to have my deals? Yeah, like deals maybe anything on that business side where you feel like you need to work focus on school and track what do you think there's a point where college athletes would even need another person to help them do all this stuff depends i think it depends on your sport and your schedule but honestly like 
I think you can take an hour out your day to make some content to get some money. And mm-hmm. I don't think that you need to have somebody do it. Like my thing is, is like things for me are earned, not given. Mm-hmm. So don't sit here and have somebody else really do all the work for you unless like it's a hundred percent needed, but it's like, don't sit here and have someone do all this work for you and just think that you're just going to be handed this check. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to put in the work too. And that, I mean, that's just how I live. People might not agree with that, but that's how my dad raised me. Like things are earned, not given. Like what you give is because like you worked for it. I think it's important that athletes know that they can accomplish all that and do this on their own if they work hard. Like it's one thing to be a student, to be an athlete, but you can have a social media presence, even like you when you're super busy and you are growing and you have a lot on your plate, it's still possible and that someone shouldn't just feel like they have to quit before they even get there because they can't do it anyway. So yeah, it's good to hear that from you that everything is yeah. possible with some hard work. Yeah. I mean, you have to understand what comes with this lifestyle though. Cause it's not made for everyone. Sometimes I even question if it's really made for me because some of the stuff I've been through with it, I'm just like, wow. Okay. But I understand it's going to make me a stronger and better person. So I take things for what it is because God has a plan for everybody and you can't, mess up his plan for you you can't you know go down a different path like you have a right you have a reason and things that happen to you everything happens for a reason so as much as I hate everything that's happened to me when it comes to the negative side of media I'm also thankful for it because for example for me one of the things I hate the most is comments I'm the type of person that I can get a thousand good comments that tell me I look pretty but I won't care about those the one comment that tells me I look ugly will ruin the rest of my day. And I've literally just over time, I've learned the fact that it's like, I don't need validation from people. Like I don't need someone to tell me I look pretty. I need to learn to find that confidence in myself. Or it's like for track, for example, they'll comment on my track videos or my track posts and be like, Oh, she's not that good. And I'll be like, well, how about you come try and make it through a workout? You know, it's like you, it really teaches you to just grow individually and understand your self-worth and how you feel by yourself and understand that nothing is determined from the outside world. I think that's super important because like you said, you don't need validation from anyone else. You just need to find that self-confidence and being who you truly are. But I really think that the listeners are going to absolutely love this. And thank you so much for your time. This is an incredible conversation and we're definitely, we're definitely going to be cheering you on the rest of the way. And hopefully we can come see you in WWE one day. Man, that'd be great. And I'm definitely going to do the same and keep supporting you guys. And I just love your journey and just how you guys started off and what you guys blossomed into. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Well, thank you very much, Tori Ortiz, for joining on. That was very educational and someone who we felt like we related to a lot being an athlete and starting the NIL journey. And then she's just a year behind us, but she definitely hit a lot of points that we were dealing with last year. Yeah, like she went to the summit and I liked it too that she knew a lot more that we could learn from, like the metaverse side of it, which is a really cool thing to think about that we could be interacting with fans in there one day. Like that would be sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, there's a fine line, I feel like, with all this technology that comes up. I know everyone thinks of the metaverse and I'm probably one to blame too. I'm like, oh, that's that's dumb people are just gonna people are just gonna sit inside like not really talking to each other but there's definitely useful technology tactics like like she said across the world and you're giving someone a lesson you can start a business probably in the metaverse you can do you can 
he can literally be in his office editing content in the metaverse for content only in the metaverse. If you want to, you want to dive that deep. I feel, uh, I feel your brain wrap around that. I can't. (laughs) And I feel old for being that person. I never thought I'd be the one to be like, Oh, that technology that's coming up. Isn't going to be, it's too, too weird. It's too new. And that's what my dad was saying about TikTok and all these other platforms (laughs) now. So I guess I have to give it a shot so I don't put myself in those shoes. Yeah, you might fall behind too. Exactly. You don't want to fall behind. Don't want to fall behind. Yeah, that would be so cool if she got into WWE though. Yeah. Just that that's just an explosion of it's how so they're fun. they're almost taking it like before I watched WWE growing up, so before it was more like, yeah, your personality was big, but it was also like what you did in the ring, but now obviously ww with like logan paul and stuff it's like a whole social media side of it as well like exactly with every other sport Mm -hmm. just showcasing yourself i think it's really smart that they're reaching those college athletes to be a part of that because who's going to do a better job in a ring than first of all an athlete they're athletic they are dedicated like obviously going into school and stuff um, but they're putting themselves themselves on social media so they know how to ready have some comfortability on camera. I can see why they're diving into college athletes to kind of nurture that program early on. I don't know where else they would look for yeah. a person like that. Maybe I just didn't like grow up following the WWE as much as other people, but I feel like it's such a like sleeper opportunity for because there's been so many big names that actually come out of it, like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He was he was in WWE after his football days, and now he's like the highest paid actor in the world. Yeah, or, or uh, Batista met him. I don't know who that, that is. is. He's uh he's in um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the alien with the sword. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? I, yeah, I met he him. He came from WWE. John Cena, John Cena, uh, Daddy's yeah. Home too. Yeah, it's like a stepping stone for some it people. It kind of is, and I mean, obviously, it's still on TV twice a week or whatever, and people tune in from all over the world to watch it. So it's not like it's died at all. It's so the fact that they're evolving with the times is big time promising for them. Do you know that if you're in that pool, like she was talking about, like her creator class? Do you know how it works? Like how many other people are you competing against? Like when you move on from that, like after this year, do you move on into, okay, now you get to decide if you're just in like this bigger pool of people that are already like the step below kind of like hockey leagues. Is it like yeah. the coast to the A to like mm-hmm. the real thing? Yeah. I didn't quite get how well that system's working because how hard is it for where she is? To get to the WWE. Before I answer, I'm going to say I actually have zero idea. (laughs) Yeah, on a a good answer, but I know that it's called the WWE Next in Line program because it's they wanted to do NIL, so strictly college athletes who they like and could see maybe a promising career. I feel like it's just like a like a preseason camp or something. Okay. Yeah. Like it opens almost an open tryout, but open invite tryout if that makes any sense yeah then they just like test them on basically like getting on to like the bachelor or something you just go through okay. more and more rounds mm. and they keep putting you through different scenarios and tests and then obviously there's going to be the executives up top that 
okay, well, we like what this person looks like and does. So then we're going to move them up until you get to the top, until you're I like on the top ropes. I like that analogy. Slamming. It's a good analogy, the bachelor. And then you come to the end and then you get the rose and then, then you're in kind of like that. Seems like it. I'm going to have to follow along a little harder with WWE because I truly have no clue. No, me either. Me either. Anyone out there who knows, please let me know. But no, she was awesome. Um, I really liked when she touched on staying true to herself and being someone who is comfortable with taking maybe a few days or a week away from posting because she knows that, one, she'll probably be just fine when she comes back and people aren't going to be like, oh, where'd you go, blah, blah, blah. Um, the fact that she takes time to take care of herself when things get overwhelming is important for people in this industry because it can be a lot. And when people are constantly talking about you online, sometimes it is hard to shut all those things out. So it was impressive to hear her say that she's found a way to make it work and make it work for herself. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh. Go ahead. Well, I just thought like, Every time someone would say something bad about us online, we are lucky enough to have a bunch of people around us to like kind of laugh about it. But yeah, that would be like mm -hmm. definitely tough. It was like, obviously it's just her mm -hmm. dealing with stuff like that. Yeah. Being a solo creator going through that. It's interesting. First of all, to know that everybody deals with it. So like if you're making content by yourself and you start to grow a brand, you're going to get comments Hopefully it's in the ratio of a hundred positive to one negative, And then it makes it a lot easier, but it's like, it's a guaranteed thing now, which is kind of crazy. It's like, mm -hmm. no matter what you're going to get comments that you're not going to like. And the only thing you can do is just do your best to ignore them and move on. And like you said, we're lucky that we can at least laugh about them with each other and kind of brush them off together as a group. Cause Actually, that makes me feel better when there's something and then you guys see it and you take it way less seriously and we just kind of like joke about it together. It does help, but it's probably a struggle for a lot of solo creators. Stay positive out there in the comments. Mm -hmm. Don't be bashing people unless you're up there. Yeah. Unless it's great ne uh, negative feedback or positive feedback. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. That's the word I was looking for. That's all good. Leave that wherever you like. Yeah, it takes too much time out of your day to bash someone anyway. Yeah, it does. It does. But Tori Ortiz was a great guest. We were very happy, and it was a pleasure to have her on. Boys, great job. You too. Yes, I'm Way a fan. Go. Yeah, I'm big a fan. Fans, big fans. Yelling Cuddy, great work. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, comment. Can you follow and subscribe? Hit at the same us up time? on Insta. Does that make sense? You can subscribe sure to the can. YouTube. Follow on the Insta. Follow on the TikTok. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Cuddy, sign us out.